Ladies and gentlemen, start your stopwatches because you're listening to the dispatches on the clock and that means we're going to spend the next 15 minutes or less talking about why the number of New Zealand men who are attending university has now hit an all-time low. So an article has just been published today in the New Zealand media highlighting that the demographics, the gender demographics, males and females at universities, there has been a massive decline in the number of males attending universities. In fact, we are now, according to this article, at an all-time low. Let me read to you from this article. The percentage of domestic university students who are men has reached an all-time low of 39% and it's worrying universities. The figure is down from 42% in 2016 and is lower than the UK and Australia where 43 to 44% of students are men. The change in the gender balance happened even though the number of male New Zealand students increased in each of the past two years. It is just that the number of female students increased even more. So it's pretty clear, right? We've got a, we've definitely got a disparity in the number of men who are choosing to attend universities. There are less young men right now who want to be at a university. We'll come back to that point in just a minute. Universities New Zealand Chief Executive Chris Whelan said the trend was worrying because New Zealand men might find themselves shut out of highly skilled jobs, to which I say, my gosh, that's a very myopic view, isn't it, Mr. Whelan? Because the implication here is that if you didn't actually get a university qualification or or you're not working in a job that requires a university qualification, you're not working in a highly skilled job, to which I say, nonsense, that's just not true at all. I know plenty of blokes, actually, in my circle of friends who do not have a university qualification, but they are working in very highly skilled jobs trades. So there's this weird sort of myopic arrogance about higher education. It seems that it's still with us today. He goes on to say this, it's not good for New Zealand if we're seeing large numbers of undereducated young men, to which I say, well, are they actually undereducated? Again, I know a lot of men who are not university educated, but they are very, very intelligent men. They are very widely read. They are in highly skilled trade jobs. In fact, in my experience, those men that I know who are in that demographic are also, I think, more educated and worldly-wise in the sense that they have attended uh, the university of life and they have passed with a better grade than some of the men that I know who aren't in that same situation. These are blokes who are often uh, not just very uh, technically skilled at their trades jobs, but they also have a, a, a savvy about life in general. They're often married. They're good fathers. They're good husbands. The assumption here, of course, is that you're undereducated if you didn't go to university. I think this idea is outdated. It is myopic. It's not really that helpful. This is very much, I think, a byproduct of Enlightenment liberalism. And it's completely false idea that every person is equal and free in all things. And so it assumes that everybody should be basically uh, you know, going through the same processes in life. And if you don't go through those processes, like going through university, somehow you've missed out or you've failed. Something's gone wrong for you. 
that's just not true at all. Whelan said there was not a lot universities could do, to which I say, well, in actual fact, I wonder if universities need to start asking themselves, maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's a reason why a lot of young men are not interested in coming into our hallowed halls. Maybe it's because they are sick and tired of the dominance and the hijacking of universities by woke ideology. They look at it and they think, why would I go to a place where I'm going to be told constantly that I am at the top of the oppression hierarchy and that uh, I'm an oppressor of all these other victims around me in the world? Why would you subject yourself to that kind of stuff if you've got your smarts about you? A lot of blokes probably just aren't interested in that at all. In fact, I know some people right now who are making their way through university and their comments to me are, I'm holding my nose, I'm biting my tongue, I'm just making my way through this qualification so I can get out the other side of it and leave that place as fast as I can and get on with life in the real world. It, it seems that probably there is not an insignificant number of young men who just look at university, who know that it's a hotbed of wokeism, and they're just not interested in going anywhere near it. So maybe that's something that universities could actually start addressing. Maybe they need to actually figure out whether or not the ideological hijacking of their campuses is causing them some problems. He goes on to say this, the most important factor in a young person being able to get to university from school is getting university entrance, and we are concerned by the statistics that we're seeing there. Last year, 48% of the girls who left school had university entrance, but for boys, the figure was 34%. Both figures were slightly higher than a decade ago. That is a very important question, and I think that's where the question, that's where the focus should be in all of this. It's not about who's actually choosing or not choosing to go to a university and get a qualification there. I think this is an interesting question, though, uh, this whole idea that maybe these young men in high schools are not actually achieving the same or anywhere near the same level of outcomes as the females who are going through those high schools, again, is possibly because there has been an ideological corruption which has caused a lot of young men to disengage and become disinterested in education. Maybe we are not educating correctly. We're not thinking about the fact that boys and girls are not the same. And that means that to engage boys in the learning process is actually different than the way you engage girls. And maybe, maybe the emphasis has uh, become too strong on the female side of the ledger and we have not considered at all how that is actually playing out for young men. So I think that is an interesting question and I think it's absolutely worth asking because while there might be a record low of men who are choosing to go to universities, it seems that the trades are not struggling at all in this regard. Let me read to you from the article. Meanwhile, industry training statistics indicated men who might have studied at a university or polytechnic had opted for on-the-job training instead. The percentage of industry trainees and apprentices who were men rose from 65% in 2019 to 69% last year, despite strong growth in enrolments by women. So this is interesting and important. So what this is pointing to is that a not insignificant number of young men are saying, you know what, I don't see any point in going to university, I'm going to go and get myself a trade instead. And I think that's a very prudent thing to do. First of all, it's a myopic thing to say that you have to go to university. Uh, secondly, right now in this country, you're actually going to be better off if you get yourself a trade. You get through your training, you come out the other side of it, you know you've actually got a skill that is 
tangible, that is practical, that is of use in the real world. And a lot of guys who have come through the trades are now in really good positions. They are actually not simply in management roles. They are in jobs where they actually own their own businesses and they're doing really well in that space. It's hard work, but they get to enjoy the fruits of their labor. It's practical work. They're working with their hands. They're working in the real world. They are not stuck in the world of the virtuals. You might remember I talked about this on a previous episode of the Dispatches podcast. Apologies if it was the patrons only episode. And maybe this is a good chance to to promote the fact that if you become a patron of Left Foot Media at patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia with $5 or more per month, you get access to our exclusive and very lengthy weekly patrons only episode where we talk about all these kind of interesting things. But I digress. The point is, you might remember on a previous episode where I talked about this very important new article which was highlighting the distinction between the virtual class and the physical class. And this is what we saw playing out in the uh, anti-mandate protests. We saw this in New Zealand. We saw it in Canada. And the virtuals are the ones who sit in government now, and they live in the world of the virtual. And the practicals, the physicals, were the people who turned up to Parliament to protest. The physicals, when uh, the Speaker of the House turns the sprinklers on them, have the skills to be able to reroute and retrench that water and then bring in some irrigation and plumbing equipment to create a temporary drainage system. They have the ability to build a makeshift village outside Parliament very quickly and very effectively. Now the virtuals look at this with a bit of shock and horror because they live in a completely different world. And in the physical world, your practical skills really, really do matter. And so I think what we're seeing here is we're seeing a bit of a redress of an imbalance here, a bygone myopic vision of the world which tried to tell us that everyone had to go to university. Uh, Let me just finish with this last little bit here. Te Pukinga Deputy Chief Executive Angela Beaton said achieving a more even balance was important. Why? Why is it important? She's talking about the trades here. Why? Is this a moral imperative? That there must be a balance of males and females in the trades? No, it's definitely not that. Is there some sort of utility imperative here that you know we won't get good outcomes unless we have a balance no that's not true either so this is nothing more than an arbitrary ideological imperative we must have 50-50 because this is our narrow and and jaundiced view of what equity and freedom and a flourishing society looks like unless 50% are male and 50% are, are female then somehow there's evil afoot somehow there's inequality here But there's no justification ever given for this. It's just stated like an article of faith. It is a dogmatic article of faith. It's ideological, it's arbitrary, it's nothing more. She goes on to say this, It absolutely matters because from my point of view, Aotearoa's success as a country really depends on unlocking that contribution from all of our people across all aspects of society. And if you look at things like trades, Women make up half the population, but they hold less than, I think, 12% of trades jobs, to which I say, well, have you considered that maybe that's because they don't want those jobs? Maybe, just maybe, there is a difference here between men and women. And maybe, just maybe, there's a masculine genius and there's a feminine genius. Why is it that females are massively overrepresented in nursing? Why is it that they are massively overrepresented in teaching? Why is it that in the caring professions, the number of females is much higher than the number of males? Why is it that in the STEM fields and the trades, there are more 
men. Maybe, just maybe, it's because there is a feminine genius which is drawn towards certain activities and that genius finds those activities more fulfilling and they find a greater degree of human flourishing in them. And maybe there is a masculine genius and that masculine genius is drawn towards other different activities and that masculine genius finds more fulfillment and greater human flourishing in those other different activities. It's interesting when you look at the Nordic countries where they have for quite some time now, and we've been able to see the data there, where they have removed the supposed barriers. They've created a very level playing field when it comes to opportunity for males and females to go in whatever direction they want to go in the job market, in the training, the higher education market. And you know what's interesting? What those countries show us is that when the playing field is absolutely leveled off There's no obstacle, there's no imperative to go either direction. Females are still choosing to go into those caring professions in larger numbers. Maybe there's something more going on here and the ideology can't account for it and the typical sort of Marxist knee-jerk is to say, ah, there must be oppression going on here, when in actual fact, there's not. So I'm interested in finding out more about that 48 34% difference when it comes to high school outcomes. But beyond that, I think universities have to start acknowledging that A, not everyone actually needs to get themselves a university qualification to be highly skilled or to be educated. And secondly, maybe they are contributing to their own problem here by their refusal to actually protect and uphold free and open spaces of inquiry within their hallowed halls, instead surrendering them over to authoritarian woke ideologies. Maybe, just maybe, that's a big part of the problem here in all of this. Let me leave the final word to a very wise lady, Isabella Sin, and she was also interviewed in this article, and she said this. In some areas, we might be in an equilibrium where students go and get a degree because everyone gets a degree and you can't compete for a job if you don't have a degree. But maybe that's not best for them. Maybe that's not best for society. So I don't think it's necessarily clear that everyone should be getting a university degree. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, live by goodness, truth and beauty, not by lies. And I will see you next time on The Dispatches. On the Clock is brought to you by Left Foot Media. Support our important independent media work at patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia with just $5 or more per month and you'll receive exclusive access to our full-length patrons-only episode of the Dispatches podcast every single week. That's patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia. Link is in the show notes. Mm-hmm.